TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to this edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce. I am here with the incredible co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the Christmas cracker of the stress code. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> Christmas cracker. I love that. I was thinking, all right, what's he going to do here? How is he going to pull this one off? Well, we are so You're close amazing. to Christmas. We are four days away from Christmas as yes. this episode is released. And Damo... You oh, are the creator. Gosh, so merry. You are the creator. Where, where, where's Bing? Where's Bing and Frank again, Damo? I'll give you a little job for the next twenty minutes to just queue up a bit of a get a little bit of Bing Maliki or whatever it's called. Malikaliki Maka. Malikamukau. So, so that's a place in New Zealand. It is. That's why I said it. That's where uh, Tiger Woods won the New Zealand Open one year. Anyway, so Damo, um, yes. Christmas time. People are stressed. We mm-hmm. spoke about this last couple of podcasts, but you are the creator of Crack Your Stress Code, and you have in this creation a step like a, I think it's six levels of stress or six levels that we go through over the process that we call stress. And I think it would be great at this time of the year for people to get a, an audit, to do an audit on themselves, to work out Ooh. where are they right now. Yeah. on the stress code because that could give people a real good almost awakening as to one, where are they now, but then what are they going to do to, to lower lower themselves down the ladder so they're not having to go well, Wind themselves the, back a little bit. Wind themselves back, that's right, rather than wind themselves up. So mm. can you just uh, at the beginning, because I know we've done this over a three-episode series, so if you just go to thebonuscatch.com and look, and look for stress code, you will see the three episodes we've done on this where we expand it more. But can you go into the six levels of stress so that people can get an idea of where they might be right now? Yeah, I thought there was only four, but... Maybe there are. There... I'm, I'm, I could be bringing, making up numbers. <laughs> so don't let me put numbers. Don't let me put words in your mouth. Oh, so if there's four, well, there's four. You are the man, so I'm just making it up. <laughs> That's why I don't do the workshops for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, there's probably, there could be six. They could be the intermediary phases and stages or the extreme ends. Um, but the, there are, that I talk about, at least four, there's four. And so you've got stress, then you have anxiety, then you've got insomnia, and then you've got depression. So hopefully no one's moving into that depression phase. In fact, it's interesting because as people spend more time with each other, um, they can be pushed in one of two ways. One, they can be pushed further away from people because they spend more time with people and that's their least loving thing to do. Um, And seeing other people happy can make more people, you know, make some people sad. So they've got to be, you know, that's that's challenging. But there's other people like myself, not that I'm depressed or moving through into depression or have insomnia. So I'm miles away from that. Maybe I'm in an anxious state, but I don't have, um, actually, no, no, I'm actually in a stress state. I'm definitely not anxious. I'm just stressed. Um, and stress is good because you, you need to understand that stress brings growth. But you can actually, by having more contact with people and laughing more, move yourself out of that depressed phase, particularly if you celebrate people's happiness and enjoy your own happiness. So uh, that there's a beautiful opportunity at this time of the year in Australia and New Zealand and the Southern Hemisphere when the sun's shining at Christmas time to spend more time with people, get more of your clothes off, 
more vitamin D, increase your serotonin, take your sunglasses off, and then move away from depression into insomnia, celebrate insomnia, and then move back into anxiety before you get stressed again. All right. Well, I'm writing down the, the, the days of the, of the month of December. So I'm writing down stress because you yes. talk about this as a process. So stress might be December 1 to December 8. Anxiety might be December um, uh, 8 to 15. Uh, insomnia... I can really get this. People, fifteen uh, December fifteen to twenty two, they're just everything's starting to ramp up. They're staying up late. They're getting up early. They're not actually sleeping. And then come the end of the month, twenty two to twenty nine, people are down and out. Like it's like the bombs exploded, and they've just at the end, they're like, oh, what just happened? And they've had enough right. of relationships. They just if they see one more family member, they're going to spew up. If they have to deal with one more <laughs> awkward moment, they're going to lose it. And, yeah. and they're down. They're just so down because they're just so drained. Their body is just so stressed. I think it's I, I think it's a beautiful cascade that you have um, outlined there. And I want people to recognize right now, as you just said, that it's all right to be in stress. It's actually good. Mm. It's good. But where are you right now? Are you in stress, anxiety, insomnia, depression? I think most people, if not all people, could see how that progresses quite naturally. As if we don't change anything, how it it, it just snowballs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, Damo, um, you've spoken about like connecting with people as a way to move down the ladder or to pull back. Um, yes. But for a lot of people listening, they're like, I I can't like if I see people, that's what gets me anxious, or that's what you know I lose sleep over thinking about seeing people. Mm. Um, I kind of want to ask you what. What else do you want to say? But then I also want to say a few things as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep going. You keep going because I'm enjoying the line of thinking that you've got going on here. So it's great. Okay, yeah, keep so going. so I have a client, and I want to I want to name her, but I I won't because she'll know exactly the, that I'm talking to her. But we're at a retreat we did recently. It was all about life purpose, and and she wrote down. It was so beautiful and so simple, and I hope people get where I'm coming here. She wrote down um, about. Uh, she said. Um, uh, my life purpose is to have a calm and content family and that starts with a calm and content me. And it was so profound because we can't control others. The only person that we can control is ourselves. And that great line is, you know, as soon as you recognize how hard it is to change yourself, you'll realize that it's not only impossible to change others. And so we can't expect at Christmas time that the weird, the awkward moments, they're not going to go away. They're not going to disappear. Um, the people that we experience, that we bring into our Christmas who we don't get along with or just make us feel uncomfortable, that's not, got nothing to do with them and it has everything to do with us. And so this whole stress response has nothing to do with everyone else and it has everything to do with ourselves. So true. So true. That's exactly right, 100%. And it's all about perception. So one of the things that I speak about in Crack Your Stress Code is that your perceived stress and the way in which you deal with stress is um, is up to you. It's it's all your decision. Whatever you choose to do, you get to do. And so some people go, oh, yeah, but you know I don't do well with stress and I worry about things. And I say, yes, that's exactly right. It's all about you. Um, and, and some people actually try to blame other people for their stress. Can't. Yeah, absolutely. All they've, all, they've, all they've done is provided a, a, a situation or they've provided an environment and then it's your response to that environment or that stressor um, that determines how your physiology reacts to, the, um, to, to that trigger. That's it. Simple. 
Well, we spoke on the previous episode of, say, you know, the food intolerances and the allergies and sensitivities on yeah, Christmas Day. Yep. Now, you might have someone coming over. You might be a family that can just, you know, pretty much eat anything and it's fine. But you might have someone coming over that has allergies or insensitivities. Does that mean you go from stress to anxious? Or do you go from anxiety to insomnia where you're losing sleep thinking about what in God's name are you going to cook on that day for this individual and how are they going to take it and how will it be received and what will everyone else think and all of the rest of it? That's all your stuff. That's got nothing to do with the person with the allergy or the insensitivity. That's your own response. That's right. And the same as the person with the allergy and sensitivity, working themselves up to a point where, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go to this party where I can't actually eat something. I recall a situation where um, I, I know a girl who... Uh, was supposed to come with us on a uh, like, like a, an offsite with my practice, and uh, and she had worked herself into such a state, thinking that we weren't going to provide the food that she could eat. Uh, could you imagine that I wouldn't provide the food that people could eat? <laughs> she thought that I was going to make her. What hope would there be in the world if you couldn't do it? Well, she'd gone so hardcore paleo that she didn't want to eat anything that contained grain or legumes. And I said, okay, no worries. And But I also made it known that um, one of the things that would be an option in the morning would be forage. And uh, for those who didn't want forage, could have eggs. And she worked herself into such a state that she thought that I was going to sabotage her diet and, you know, give her grains. Because you're <laughs> such an evil man, Damien. Imagine that. I'm not – it's just incredible. Anyway, so she um, made herself sick. Um, she literally got so sick and so run down with the worry and anxiety that she was going to be sabotaged and that all of her values are going to be thrown out the window that um, she she put herself into a state of chronic, actually it's not chronic, it was a massive acute response to an unrealistic fear um, or, or expectation. It was that, amazing. That, that, that's so, a great example actually as you say that. Yeah, so the people that will be going to Christmas Day um, worrying about what they're going to be able to eat, don't worry, don't stress about it, take something that's safe, you know, take it with you, protect yourself. Um, and, and make sure that you're looking after after your number one, which is you, uh, or your your children, or your husband, or your wife. You know, look after who you feel you need to look after, but don't stress about it. There's no there's no need to stress about it. In fact, maybe stress about it, but don't get anxious about it. What are people that's, coming that's in with at the moment? When you come in, when people come into Vida and they're at this time of the year, um, are they in are they in stress? Are Tired. they in anxiety? Are they in insomnia? Are they in depression? Is it a mixture? Or is it predominantly nah, I, one? I don't think people are moving into depression. People are on that kind of um, that race to Christmas. You know, I don't know if this happens in other parts of the world, but definitely in, in Melbourne, uh, there's this race to Christmas. It's like I've got to get everything done before Christmas because oh, yeah. then we go away and then we've got two weeks off or three weeks off and then we come back in the middle of January and then the, then the year starts again. Um, and so there's this big race um, to get to Christmas, and so people are trying to pack heaps in. They've got to do shopping. They've got to get food ready. They've got to order this, and they've got to do that, and I haven't had time to get my adjustment. And um, so time becomes very poor, and people are tired. You know, people are fatigued at this end of the year. The kids are tired. They're grumpy, um, silly. Um, they, they don't want to do lots. And so I think fatigue is the one thing that people are coming in with, maybe with a little bit of extra stress. That could be making some people anxious, but I love the simplicity. The, the thing that you did before, Marcus, which I really, which I wanted to comment on, was you took my chronic stages of stress and made them acute stages of stress because the acuteness of those stages 
plays out as well. And you said, you know, people get stressed enough that they become anxious about what they're going to be eating, which causes them a lack of sleep, which, you know, inadvertently will make them depressed. I've always thought of the stress response as being something that's gradual and is slow to build upon and, you know, builds up and eventually gets there and you get to that next stage and then you eventually get to the next stage and then you get to the next stage and then you wind yourself back through that. But the acute version of that chronic stress mm. is exactly the same. It's just the repeated versions or the repeated um, process of those four stages. Yeah, I loved it. I love that you made it that simple. Oh. Hmm. Well done. <laughs> well, loved I, it. Very my pleasure. Um, so, so when people are coming in, so okay, I just have to ask you about this, right? Does fatigue is fatigue like zero? Like you know how one is stress, two is anxiety, three is insomnia, four is depression. Is fatigue like the stage before stress? I don't think fatigue is. It, it, again, it's fatigue is another environmental trigger. So if you get stressed about being fatigued, then that would be a problem. Um, but if you go, oh, I'm tired at the moment, I just need some more sleep, or oh, I'm tired at the moment, I should maybe move more, or oh, I'm tired at the moment. So I know people <sighs> that are tired. Out. Yeah, but I know people that are tired because they just don't mm. sleep enough regularly, and that makes yeah. them more stressed and then more anxious yeah, right. about things because they're tired. If they'd actually, if it was a Sunday and they'd had a nine-hour sleep on Saturday night, they yep. wouldn't be stressed and anxious about the things that they are stressed and anxious about because they would have had a good night's sleep. Yeah, right. Does, yeah, great. So, so yeah. if you think a lot of people are coming in at the moment that are tired, mm-hmm. um, does that mean that they're, that they're working through that process of stress and anxiety and insomnia uh, you know, whilst they're... You know, like when I think of a tired person, they're just like they're very slow, and they just—it's almost like they can't help themselves. Whereas when I think of someone that's anxious, I almost yeah. feel like it's actually quite pent up. It's quite energetic, in that it's almost like a shrill. If that makes sense. Um, well, anxiety, I think anxiety goes from two levels. Like anxiousness is like this chronic stage of stress where you just get a bit anxious about stuff. But then anxiety um, can actually build fear and mm. um, and retraction. Yes. And so depending on how far into that anxiety state you are, you, you start to develop this fear around, you know, taking on more or a fear of, um, you know, surrendering or a fear of actually um, engaging. And, yep. and that that fear then would lead to retraction Um, and of course then that would lead to insomnia and more worry and then depression. So that process, I suppose understanding how far into the anxiety scale you are um, would be a very interesting thing to consider. Can I ask you then a um, a naturopath nutritionist a couple of questions? Yes. What what supplements are really good at this time of the year, for people that are looking at this ladder, going, "Oh my gosh, yep, okay, I'm definitely stressed and I'm bordering on anxiety," um, mm. and you know, I'm already eating well. Uh, you know, I am getting good time to myself, or whatever. But I just need, maybe I just need something else just to help calm down my system. I'm getting adjusted regularly, and that's all good. There's just so much going on. I, I just need some extra support. Um, what do you find you're recommending to people this time of the year? I like people to just to remember about ingredients. And um, versus information, you know, so I think this is where we'll, we'll make a, a really clear distinction here between the effect of a drug versus the effect of a vitamin. So let's just say, for example, that the things like proteins and carbohydrates and fats and vitamins and minerals, are they're, they're the ingredients that make the body or allow the body to be able to, you know, perform and be able to, you know, build things. In fact, probably vitamins actually really aren't ingredients. They're probably more 
um, signals, their information. So vitamins really tell the body how to behave. They're not used as building blocks. Um, you know, if you think about what the body actually really does, the body uses protein, fats, and carbohydrates to create everything within the body. You know, so mm. proteins will build amino acids, or sorry, proteins will build um, enzymes, which will break down proteins to create in, in amino acids, which will then allow us to build muscles and to you know build synapses using you fat. Are and- so incredible! That's can you just repeat that one more time, please? The the bit about protein? Yeah, how it all works. Yeah, so the, the prote- proteins are used by the body to build things, like to make things. And uh, and so one of those things would be enzymes or hormones. But the enzymes are used by the body to then break down proteins so that we can get access to amino acids, which allows us to then make other things. Um, and those other things could be things that make us happy or things that make us stronger or things that allow us to be fertile. And, and so the, they're what we would call building blocks and they're the, they're the materials. Now, Things that provide um, instruction or things that are informative um, aren't building blocks. You know, for example, whilst calcium has a role to play in the nervous system and um, and signaling between you know neurons, synapsing, and all that sort of thing, it's it really is a building block. It's it's something that actually has a role to play in the structure and the function of the body. Um, whereas a vitamin like a B vitamin or a vitamin like a vitamin C or E or D or K, any of those sorts of vitamins really provide information to the cell to behave in a particular way. And that's the same as a drug. Um, so let's say aspirin, that provides information to a cell for the body to provide, or to, you know, to behave in a particular way, in which case it might be a reduction of inflammation or the thinning of the blood. The same as a herb. You know, using herbs such as withania or licorice or ginseng, those sorts of herbs provide information to the body, not nourishment to the body, but information to the body to behave in a particular way. So when they say that licorice is an adrenal tonic or withania helps to reduce stress or um, ginseng actually helps to give you more energy, that's because it, it triggers the adrenal glands to behave in a particular way as opposed to providing more of the ingredients that the body requires to be able to behave in a situation mm. or in a particular way. So I like people to have more of the ingredients so that their body can cope because the intelligence of the body is to move towards a state of ease, away from dis-ease. And so the body wants to always be healing. And so giving the body all of the ingredients that it requires, that's protein, fat, carbohydrate, and minerals, giving, giving all of the ingredients to it, it can then perform functions. If there's a degree of fatigue in the organ or a degree of, um, of I don't know, depletion, then you may require some more vitamins because vitamins can also be important um, cofactors for function within the body. So you might use B vitamins to help and support the adrenal glands, but magnesium would be, you know, a really key, um, you know, piece of the building, uh, piece of the puzzle, like the building blocks to assist the adrenal glands to work really well. But B vitamins provide that instruction. So you could do that. And I much prefer people to use those things, so vitamins and minerals, over using herbal medicine when there's a deficiency of vitamins and minerals. So bring the vitamin and mineral content up first and then use the herbs later on because the herbs will tell the organs how to behave, but they can only behave in the way that you want them to behave if they've got all the ingredients to behave in such a way. Good. This is Does that really make sense? Absolutely. I might have lost you. Maybe I walked no, a little bit. No, 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 no. I love the way you talk about it, but I was thinking more that uh, when you were saying it, the, the way I 
translated it in my head is the information's great, but if the ingredients aren't there, then there's only so much that the body can do with information because it can't actually use it. But if you put great ingredients in, then if you do give yourself a top-up of information, you've got the ingredients there to actually enforce it, to execute it, to make it happen. Totally, right? Totally. So let's just take um, the Ford Motor Company, for example. Let's say the Ford Motor Company this week has to make 20 cars. There's a shortage of materials. Um, because we've been sending all of our iron ore over to China, we haven't got all the iron ore to make all of the materials that we'd normally make. We'd normally need to make 20 cars. The boss comes in and says, "Worker bees, I need you to make 20 cars this week." And they go, "We don't have the materials." The boss goes, "If you don't make 20 cars, we're, we're going to go out of business." So Ford then scrimps and saves on you know some of the materials. Maybe uses thinner sheets of metal, and they make a thinner metal car. They still make 20, but they're not of the same quality as what they used to be because they didn't have as many materials. They might have got second-hand materials and they might have got poorer quality steel, in which case they made the cars out of poorer quality material using less of the material and now they've got a poorer quality car with that's actually made with less of the materials that they would have otherwise used. Yes, they've made 20 cars. It's probably cost them less to make 20 cars, but did they make 20 better cars or do they just make 20 cars? And um, and they actually, in fact, made 20 worse cars. It's very difficult to expect the body to perform at 100% if you don't give it all of the nutrients that it requires. So if you're asking your body to perform and do more, but you don't provide it with the right information, the right ingredients, you're not actually going to be able to perform. You won't pull that off. And it, it's that same it's that same kind of story or metaphor that I've just used just there. There's a lot of human beings out there, as in uh, you know, Ford motor vehicles, that aren't... You can look at them and go, they, they don't have all of the materials that they need to function at their best. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah good work. Yeah. Great yeah. stories. You like that? Yeah, absolutely I do. Um, Damo, we're getting towards the end and be, as this is our Christmas episode, I yeah. want to wish you the sincerest, oh. most happiest, most joyful Christmas time with your family and your friends, knowing that you'll have 40 people over there at the Christoph residence enjoying a wonderful Christmas day. You'll have oh, meat on the spit, wait. forage for breakfast. You've got yep. leftovers for dinner. Yeah. I know all about your Christmas menu. Oh, if I anyone know, knows we'll where Damo that. lives, I think there'll be enough there to feed a... Army. Yeah, a small the army. Small one. Large it will one. be. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, head there on will over. definitely be. No, yeah, no, but thanks for a great year, Damo. It's been an incredible, uh, I think we're three years into 100 Not Out and it's been a remarkable um, journey with you, great man. So thanks again for all of your support and for sharing so much. Are we three years so in? Much. Is that true? We're getting close. We'll be hitting towards 150. That will be, best. well, 156 yeah. exactly is three years. So we're, um, we're, we're not far off. But again, thanks for all the wisdom that you've shared and you've shared it so honestly and people have just loved how how real you are and because you've got such a great knowledge base as well it combines so well with your authenticity so thanks again for a wonderful 2015 and can't wait to go onwards and upwards with you in 2016 and beyond Marcus well look just while we're sharing the love it's been the most uh, one of the most incredible years of my life and particularly you know in both challenge and success and a lot of that's come from a greater understanding of what life really means and and the anxiety that I used to feel about turning 40 actually has turned into uh, something that's very very productive and it's helped me get a lot more clarity and it's thanks to you in making me do this podcast well not making me but inviting me to do this podcast <laughs> and doing it every single week and having conversations I found it very very healing and it's been it's helped me translate um, a lot of my information into ways that help other people understand that information better and, and I appreciate that so much so thank you MP enjoy your time with your family have the best time and make the 
the the rest of your Christmas life be the best of your Christmas life. <laughs> oh, thanks, for, thank you so much, Damo, and to you, our beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for all of your support and for sharing this message um, of really good life and good living um, around the world. We thank you so much. There would not be a podcast without the support of you guys, and we would just like to wish you all, on behalf of Damo and myself and the entire team at the Wellness Couch, we'd like to wish you a very happy, a very healthy Christmas time and New Year period. And uh, we look forward to having you back next week on One Hundred Not Out, and we really do look forward. To helping you make 2016 your best year ever. You can find out more about this episode, engage with us at thewellnesscouch.com, leave us a review at iTunes and get to know all the shows at thewellnesscouch.com. Until next week, make the rest of your life the best of your life. Have a very happy Christmas. It's over and out and bye for now. We'll be green and bright the sun to shine by day and all This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.